Hi, I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. But somewhere between college and the real world, I missed the memo on what I could be reading as an adult. For years, I've thought of adult fiction as this book's secret that everyone was in on but me. I decided to change that by focusing on reading fiction for a year and choosing books based on a specific genre or theme for each month. This is season one, episode one of Reading Like an Adult, and we're going to talk about a historical fiction niche genre that I'm calling Women in Cities. Before we dive into the book genre slash theme that we'll talk about in this episode, I want to back up and explain how I even got started in the world of reading contemporary adult fiction. I spent years being intimidated by the adult fiction shelves in the library. Everything sort of looked equally shiny and appealing, so I stuck to catching up on any classics that I hadn't already read in high school. I also read a lot of nonfiction. I love Hollywood biographies, memoirs, and essay collections, and narrative nonfiction, and all of those genres kept me going for a while. But I fell into a reading rut somewhere around 2016. That was definitely connected to the career crisis I was experiencing at the time, as well as uh, the strange things that were happening in American politics. For the next two years, I kept reading, but I struggled to find the same joy in the experience. I was always searching for the next book and often coming up empty. It turns out that the Amazon algorithm does have its limits when what you're looking for is something that's totally different from all the books you've already read. I didn't know how to find what I wanted because I didn't know what that was. I had to start with the basics of literally googling fiction genres to see what I was missing out on. Other readers seemed so far ahead of me because they knew what they liked already. I didn't know where to begin. When I was younger and reading children's books, or what's called middle grade now, and YA, I loved fantasy and historical fiction. For whatever reason, those loves didn't automatically translate into adulthood, so I almost needed to start from scratch. What I quickly realized was that it wouldn't be enough for me to know if a book is historical fiction or sci-fi or contemporary romance. Those genres are huge and sweeping and overwhelming when you don't know what you're looking for, and I needed something more specific to grab onto. I kept coming across titles that I knew were technically historical fiction, but that seemed to fall into a niche genre of their own. You've probably seen City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert or The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid on store shelves or at your local library. That was the theme I decided to start with, sweeping, coming-of-age stories in historical settings that featured gorgeous covers, usually of a woman in a beautiful dress. I called this genre within a genre, Women in Cities, because so many of the books featured a woman living in a beautiful new city or country that opened up the world for her. It felt like a wonderfully decadent way to start my year of reading lots and lots of fiction. I gave myself a good long list of books to choose from. You can find my list through a link in the show notes on readinglikeanadult.com if you want some ideas for your own reading list. I gave myself the luxury of a long list, 
so I could feel free to pick up a book, put it down if it didn't work for me, and then have plenty of options to choose from for my next read. I ended up completing three books from my list, Gilbert City of Girls, which I read in a day thanks to a flight home with a lot of layover time, and Gilbert's fast-paced, engaging writing, Cruel Beautiful World by Caroline Lovett, and Becoming Mrs. Lewis by Patty Callahan. City of Girls is a 1940s coming-of-age story about a nice girl from a good family who can't seem to get it together. Vivian Morris is a Vassar dropout and already a disappointment to her family at 19 years old. So they ship her off to New York City to live with her aunt, who happens to run a playhouse with a cast of fascinating characters who are just waiting to put Vivian's gift for dressmaking to work. It's a glitzy page-turner, but the way Gilbert balances showing Vivian's messy, flawed, sometimes devastating choices at 19, and her fully realized adult perspective as an older narrator looking back on her life, is masterfully done. Cruel Beautiful World was a change of pace. A lot less glitz, for sure, and because it's written in urgent present tense, the narration feels purposely unreliable and doesn't have the comfort of someone older looking back with a more mature perspective. The story opens in 1969 when 16-year-old Lucy agrees to run away with her much older teacher, the culmination of an inappropriate romantic relationship that's been going on for a while. It's told from alternating perspectives, Lucy, her sister Charlotte, and their adoptive parent, Iris, who took in the girls after their parents died, all take turns telling the story. Lovett's storytelling feels organic yet crafted and intentional as she gives the reader a piece of the story at a time, letting you put together the full picture. It's a fictional story that takes place in the shadow of the real-life Manson murders, a reminder that horror can strike anywhere. My third book in the historical fiction genre I'd chosen was Becoming Mrs. Lewis. I really, really enjoyed this book. It's a fictionalized version of the love story of Joy Davidman and C.S. Lewis, a romance that the book's subtitle calls Improbable. I'd read most of C.S. Lewis's works, but I didn't know anything about David Men other than what Lewis wrote in his devastating memoir about her death and his loss, A Grief Observed. Theirs was a strange, messy, unconventional love story that was years in the making and, spoiler alert, only narrowly approved by his church. Patty Callahan seems to have done extensive, loving, careful research to recreate the Inklings world that Joy is drawn into, and as a longtime Lewis fan, I loved feeling as if I could sit down and have a beer with Jack and Joy. I recommend it if you're looking for historical fiction that's thoughtful, pulls you into a different world, and fleshes out real-life figures as flawed, believable people. Just a month in, I was already on track to read more adult fiction than I'd been able to get through in all of the previous year, and I was having a blast. What I discovered was that my reluctance to read historical fiction 
was about feeling that I couldn't relate to the characters and that their stories would still be compelling when I'm worrying about 21st century problems. Of course, I was completely wrong. Even though I'm not living in the world of 1940s New York showgirls or the infamous Manson murders in 1969, and I'm not an American divorcee falling in love with one of the most famous inklings, I could find ways to relate to all of these women, fictional or not, and learn in real ways from their choices, their flaws, their mistakes, and their triumphs. I also developed an appreciation for the author's time and work when they researched these historical settings and managed to create a world that feels so different from our lives now, while still conveying universal truths about what it means to be human. Reading is about story, and stories are change, and I think the changes we read about shape us as people too, no matter what decade those characters are living in. I'm closing each episode of this season with a quick reading inspiration, a simple tip to help you get in more reading time or an insight I've had about my own reading life that might apply to yours. This episode's reading inspiration is that no matter your reading pace or goals, whether you want to read 5 or 10 or 50 books this year, the main thing is whether or not you make reading part of your life. Any concrete plan related to reading counts, no matter how big or small you think it is. I found an Atlantic piece that quotes Scholastic Reading Ambassador and author Donalyn Miller, who discovered after conducting a survey of adult readers that the only difference between a non-reader and a reader is that a reader has a plan for future reading and a non-reader does not. Your plan might be to make a bunch of lists of books you're going to read designated for each month of the year, or it might be just keeping a book on your bedside table and getting in 15 minutes of reading time before you sleep. You could listen to an audiobook on your commute. Maybe you'll fit in a trip to the library next time you run errands. Find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. The books mentioned in this episode were City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, Cruel, Beautiful World by Caroline Levin, and Becoming Mrs. Lewis by Patty Callahan. Visit readinglikeanadult.com for the show notes. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we'll talk about fiction that takes us into dystopian societies and cults, and what those stories show us about the human experience. I can't wait.